Facts. I mean, I know a lot of young men that have built and become millionaires just by working hard and, and doing their thing. So it is definitely possible. Anything is possible with perseverance and diligence um, and patience. Because a lot of times we just stay watching what other people have, what they do. You know what I mean? The, just want to do it the fast way. But when it comes to money and building, <clears throat> there is no fast way. There's just no fast way. I can tell you how many years I had to sit patient and just do what I had to do. And then finally, things starting to change and turn. But I mean, that's me being a black woman. So my question to you, is that do you feel like in ways there are more obstacles because you're black man and compared to some other races that we have called privileged? All right, so I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. First and foremost, I am not, I am not opposed, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I am not opposed to a man going out there and grinding. If you gotta hustle, I don't care if it's legal or illegal, just know when to get out. I ain't gonna tell you to fly straight if you can't fly straight. If, if, if your shit is selling dope, sell your dope. If you a scammer, sell scam. If you if you breaking the house, whatever the case may be. But the thing is, is that you can't do it forever. And that's the problem. Motherfuckers be thinking that they can become a goddamn uh, 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 a career Jump out, boy. Where you you robbing banks and shit, or doing you or selling dope? You can't do that forever. Have a goal, hit your mark, and get the fuck out the game. Period. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. If you're selling dope, if you're scamming, if you if you're a robber, whatever, hit your mark and get the fuck out the game. That's 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 my game to you, young niggas. This is another thing. Like you said, she asked me. Do I think it's more it's more harder for a black man? I'll be honest with you, I don't think it's harder for a black man. But like I always tell people, know your audience. You gotta see this shit coming from a mile away. We got the same opportunity. Know your audience. Don't pull that shit that you pull in the hood when you go over here. When you go over, when you go over there, you can pull that shit. When you're talking to uh, Thomas Green and and this one and that one, but when you're in the hood, you know you gotta flip. That's it. You gotta be a comedian. You gotta know. You gotta know your audience, man. If you was a comedian and you was in Germany, you can't talk about. You can't talk about. Uh, uh, damn holocaust you understand you can't talk about that you know or, or, or if you in if you're in coral gables or in in, in in um in in miami springs you can't talk about the holocaust that's not that's not a topic that you can talk about if you in if you in dc and you're a, a comedian you can't talk about slavery know your audience as a black man know your audience I'm not gonna say that it's harder for because I'm, I'm a black man. You see, if y'all was to see me now, I got a beard. I'm six two. I'm two hundred and twenty pounds. I'm a black man. There's no mistaking me. Period. 
However, you're going to feel inferior when I walk through the door. Oddly enough, they're going to feel more inferior when I speak. Because from all looks, I'm intimidated to them. But then when I speak, I'm well-spoken. I'm educated. I could talk about any topic you want to talk about. Now they're afraid. It's okay for them to be afraid. We are kings. And we need to stop putting ourselves in situations where we're not. That's the problem in life. We need to change the narrative. Know your audience, black men. All right, I agree. So would you say that young men, young black men, let's say, might need to know some basic principles? Um, would you say that it's necessary for them to know some basic principles that they might not be taught um, at home from their friends, from their teachers, from their communities? I'll say this. I'm not giving excuses for black men anymore. I'm just being honest with you. Okay. What I mean by that is, in the street, if you know you got beef with somebody, you know they post up at this corner, in this avenue, this street, and when he out there, he ain't never by himself. He always with his homies. Would you go there? And you know it's on site. You know it's on site, right? You know it's on site. If you go to this corner store, you know Lil, Lil Ray Ray is going to be at that motherfucking corner store. No matter what. He out there pumping. He out there selling. And he got his crew with him. Would you go to that corner store? And, and the answer should be no, because you know, that boy got a 40 on him. His homies got nines, 40s, 380s, everything. Everybody out there strapped. And you know that y'all beefing. So you damn sure ain't gonna go in that corner. The reason I bring this up is, if you're not gonna go in that corner by yourself, Knowing Ray Ray is there, Lil Ray Ray is there with his homies and everybody's strapped and they gonna blow your fucking head off in life. Why would you do things that's gonna get you caught up? Why would you ride dirty knowing that your driver's license is suspended? Why would you do this? Why would you do that? Why would you sell dope? Why would you try to rob somebody? Why would you beat somebody? Why would you ride around with a stolen gun? These are things that no matter what, common sense, common knowledge, we should not be doing it. So with that being said, it's no target and this, that, and the third. And truth be told, I'm a man that's been targeted. Vehicle I drive, things of that nature, they pull me over and they don't know what to do with me. I start giving them licenses and shit. Oh, this is my concealed weapons license, this, the, this, that, then the third and they don't know what to do with me. So you know what they do? 
they fuck around and give me a ticket for tits. I said, well, what'd you pull me over for? Well, you know, we pulled you over because we thought that the tents were too. I said, you know, you can't pull me over for tents. You know that, right? There has to be another offense. And that's another thing. Fellas, brothers, know the law. Know the law. They pull motherfuckers over. They do shit. And we be giving consent, not even knowing. Know the law. Know your rights. Because sometimes you give up your rights. And this is another thing. If you're in an interrogation room, don't say, I think I want a lawyer. Say, I want a lawyer. I do not want to speak to you. I want a lawyer. I'm not speaking to you. Period. We indict ourselves too much for no reason. Mind you, I've never been in prison. I've never been in jail. I've never been... I've never been arrested. I've been detained once. That's just handcuffed in the back of a squad car and they had to let me out because I knew my rights. Know your shit. Know your shit. There's no obstacles. We need to stop that shit. And this is another thing. This shit is a melting pot. So I don't want to hear this black man shit because we all gonna be black in a minute. You give it another 50 years, we all gonna be black. You, you, you be damned to find a, a white white daddy, white mama, white white grandparents. It's just not gonna happen. Because if you notice the commercials, the commercials I'm speaking to, the Cheerio commercial had a a, a white mama and a black daddy and a and a jit was was mixed. And the jit put Cheerios on the daddy's heart. If you notice there's a lot of mixed commercials because that's what life is. So I don't want to hear, do we have obstacles? I walk out my door every day knowing that I'm going to come home because I did my duties. I don't want to hear that shit no more. Yeah, they out there looking for us. They out there trying to get us. So if you know it, then why the fuck would you fall in shit? Just like you get, you beefing with Lil Ray Ray at the corner store. The fuck? Tactically, don't go to the corner store. Do what the fuck you need to do. I don't want to hear about we we they 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 own us. They own is is it a hop? Is it an obstacle, nigga? I'm almost forty years old. I'm still living, knowing how to get around shit. Get around shit. Period. Agreed. Agreed. Basically, use wisdom. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Acting like you ain't got no sense, <laughs> pretty much. But it's true. Um, now tell me, going back to you, what would you say would be your goals like going forward next five, 10 years? What would you like to see yourself progressing to? Next five, 10 years, retired, um, honestly. Just spending more time with my children, just making sure that I am a a vessel in their lives more than I am now. Um, buying a few more properties and doing some traveling. Period. I want to be at peace. I want to be. I want to be in a quiet state. And and what I mean by a quiet state is, I just want to be somewhere where I can be quiet. I don't need to 
text anybody, call anybody, calmly. I just want to be in a quiet state. Peace. A warrior's biggest goal is peace. So I want peace. I just want to be quiet. I just want no sound, no words, no noises, peace. That is my goal five to 10 years. I can respect that. I want that now. <laughs> I want that now. Uh, I totally can relate to that. I've definitely quieted down a lot. You know, like I stopped being all over the place. I started to be home and it's just me and my daughter here. So I just be in my element and people be like, you know, you're supposed to come. You said you was going to come. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I was busy. (laughs) Sometimes I'm not really busy per se in their mind of what busy is, but I'm busy being me and finding my peace because Like, I've been through so much. I felt like I was in war. (laughs) Like, I was in the trenches for the last 15, 20 years. And now it's to the point where I still struggle, but my struggle is different. You know, my struggle is like, damn, I want to buy this damn play ticket. You know what I mean? It's different. The struggle is different. The, The reasons why I might complain is different. It's not about just like more, like my kids are grown. My last one is 16. So it's not about per se raising them anymore. Now it's like today, I said to my daughter, call me on the phone. She, she was talking about some business she wanna start. I'm like, just come over. So they got the best of me, of course. I'm there designing logos and shit and giving her ideas. I downloaded all kinds of stuff and I'm like, look, this is what you do. You know, just giving her information and something to start with. So so I'm so glad you said that, right? Um and and this goes back to as my father was a parent, my mother, things of that nature. Don't be afraid when your children come to you for you to not stonewall them or, or kill their dreams, however, to tell them steps because before they come to you with all their creativity and things of that nature, let's, let's start this off. Let's get you an account on SunBiz, get you an LLC, right. get you a name, make sure that your name is not similar to anybody else's name in that same vicinity of what you're trying to do, right. and then come to me. Right. Because if, if if you if you allow them to dream and don't give them the steps, give them the steps or give them a reality check, then this will happen every other month. Yep. Mommy, I want to do this. Mommy. I, yeah. OK, well, I'll help you. And you're doing all this shit. And then out of nowhere, uh, what's going on with it, baby? Oh, I changed my mind. I want to do something else. Now you, now you wasted hours, nah, I days. Hate it. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, when they come to you, they're not your kids. They're adults. 
Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and, and the crazy thing is you say, okay, no matter how old you get, you're still my child. However, I can't treat you like you're my child. I have to treat you how the world is going to treat you. And then from there, you understand. I want you to be battle tested before anybody can turn you down. I'm going to turn your ass down before they turn you down to let you know that you're not ready. If you're ready, great. If you're not, then let's go back to the drawing board. Yeah. I, I mean, like today, I was like, look, you need to, like, you're all over the place. You need to break it down step by step. I'll tell you the steps that you should take, but you need to be serious and focused about what you're doing. Now, understand this. I used to be all over the place, but at the same time, I've always accomplished what I needed to accomplish. Like if I I said I needed when I was in high school, I was like, look, I'm going to get a high school diploma because I'd be damned if I'm going to be like, I need to get my GED. I don't want that kind of obstacle for what? I could have just finished high school. Then I was like, I need my education. So I got my bachelor's, I got my master's. Um, and then I was like, I needed a job. I need. I, I was never comfortable with just being okay with things. I always had something I need to grow toward and never made excuses for it, whether I had kids or not. And one of the things my, my daughters tell me, and they all tell me this, is that, oh, mom, you was just so mean. You was, you know, and it was like, it's not like I was being mean. I'm like, but if you can't live through me, if you can't survive me, how the hell are you going to survive the world? See, I have to teach you how this is. I can't always be just trying to nurture and, and comfort you. Like sometimes you need to hear the reality and see what it really is out there because ain't nobody going to give a shit about you. And so as they are adults now, both of them, they're on point with that. You know, my son is different because my parents raised him and he's a little bit spoiled. He's like that only child to them. (laughs) He's kind of spoiled, but he goes to school or whatever. But my daughters, it's like I felt like they was like in an eggshell, you know, like fragile that I needed to like toughen them up a little bit and give them the foundation so that they know not to depend on no man for nothing that they at the end of the day they need to take care of their own shit you know what i mean they need to get their education have a good job have goals fuck having friends be fucking loners (laughs) so 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 this is the thing right when it comes to the friends I'm not opposed to friends. I have friends. However, um, I'm a little more outgoing than my sister, right? My sister has no friend. When I mean no friends, she has no friends. Even when it comes to um, high school friends, uh, friends from elementary, the one friend that she had back in the day She's a lawyer in in, uh, in Atlanta now, and they don't keep in contact. She has no friends, um, and I never understood it until I got older. She's older than me, and I never understood why she had. And I have friends, but what happens is when you start to realize that people are full of shit and a piece of shit, 
it makes you just say, why deal with this? Now, the problem with it is, is that you become so cynical, you become so, I guess you could say, um, so stern on even family members. And then at what point do you say, well, I don't need to fucking talk to anybody. Because mother, father, grandparents, auntie, uncle, cousin, friend, they all done did something or said something that you didn't like. Yeah. So with that being said, at what point do you say, I'm just not fucking with any of them? And that's the problem. When you get to that point where it's like, I don't need you. I don't need you. I don't need that one. I don't need Look, this Look, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> and I have, this is where I had to kind of, like, I grew up in church. So I have a religious foundation, a spiritual foundation. I'm a little eclectic. In matter of fact, I'm very eclectic because I believe in different beliefs. But, um... I had to pray about that one because I'm telling you, I've gotten a lot of reasons to leave people the fuck alone and just be alone. But honestly, I've realized that I needed to, grace is never deserved or earned. So people need grace. In certain situations, it was necessary. Not every situation, but- I'm not, not to cut you off, but I'm gonna disagree with you. Grace is all about being earned. You, think you, only, so? you, you only get grace because of your track record. If you fall, perfect example, if I've been to work every day for the last three years, mm-hmm. and out of nowhere, I just stop coming to where I'm starting to be late, you're gonna say, this is not you. In three years, you've never done this. Anybody else will fire. However, what we're gonna give you? Grace. It'll give you grace. But you say... So it's been earned. Grace is earned. Grace is earned. But here's the caveat. Because grace is earned by who you are truly. And with people, it's about what you've proven to them on the outside because that's how they know who you you are, which where your heart is at. Um... It's really the only way to tell because, I mean, well, some of us can kind of discern and feel energy, but that's a whole nother story. But that's where I think we can decide and use wisdom to who and when to show grace. So in a way, I agree with you, but it's not per se like you have to like do these things in order to get grace. It's about you need to have a good heart. You need to have a pure heart. You need to be a, a, a kind of a person that we know that you're not a fuck up. You know what I mean? We know that you're not that person. Like, this is not you, like you said. So I'm going to understand and I'm going to show you some grace and for, you know, forgiveness and and kindness. And even when right now, you you telling me and you showing me that I should just say that should just leave me alone, but because I feel like your heart is in another place, I'm gonna get show you some grace. You know what I mean? 
And so I, I, I do agree with you there. Um, I do agree. I, I, nothing is really black and white. It's a lot of gray. Okay. Well, like I said, um, it just puts in perspective of, of, of the world. And like you said, uh, and I'm glad that you retracted, you know, uh, that, that grace, it is definitely hers. It's the only way to provide it because there's no way in hell that I'm going to give grace to a bum on the street. I don't know you. However, if I have a track record with you and I've watched you and I know I've, I've seen you at your pinnacle and now I've seen you at your lowest of lows, I understand where you were and where you should be. So I can I can provide grace because we're only human. We're only human. Well, in my sense, well, this is how I feel. And I can't say that every homeless person I've ever given money to or every peddler, like, it's like, for me, it's about what I discern, what I feel, um, wisdom. It's multiple different factors. But if I feel, if I feel the grace to do it, I'm going to do it. You know, like one day I was driving and I had some flip-flops on, and it's just like I saw this lady barefoot walking on the hot pavement. And that shit, it just made me feel away. So I took, I stopped my car. Well, I was already stopped, but I took my shoes off and I gave it to her. You know, that's, it's not because I have a rapport with her, but it's because I just had that compassion. I had, you know, I had, I felt that I needed to do that. You know what I mean? So, like I said, it's not really black and white with that, but I agree with you on some level. Sure. Um, but if you had one wish, what would it be? Um, my one wish would be would would be to uh, go back to when I was five years old. Um, start over. There's some things that I could have done better. Um, I could have spent more time with my father before his passing. I could have solidified certain relationships. Um, even with my grandmother, I could have spent more time. But I've realized as I've gotten older, I, um, realize I'm not really close to anyone. I'm just here. I can relate to that. It's so crazy. And, okay. um, it's so crazy. It it's it's very telling, it's very frustrating. Um mm-hmm. because you start to look around and it's like, well, well who am I? Not so much who am I, but what am I? Why do I feel alone? Why do I feel this? Nobody I can go to that I could feel a genuine companionship. Um, and then you say kids, right? But your kids are not your That's temporary. They gonna fly away. Yeah, yeah, your, kid, your kids are not your peers. So how do you, how do you put that into it? And I remember going to uh, a church in Miami. 
And the pastor said, I go through troubles too. I've, I've, I've cheated death three times. Cancer, car accidents, things of that nature, whatever it gets to be. Say, you guys will never know. They say, he said, you know why you guys never know? And they say, no, why? Because if I'm laying my problems on y'all, then who are y'all to come to? Right. And that put everything in perspective to me. Why God now? But it put everything in perspective in regards to what a man is. Nobody gives a fuck about your problems. Nobody gives a fuck about your issues. You have to execute. You have to be productive. You have to provide. You have to provide guidance at a high level. Nobody cares about your mental state. And this goes into black men. Um, my biggest thing is, is that I never want a black man to be a child. Don't don't go to some woman's house just so you can be at some woman's house. As in, she's paying all the bills and you just stand there. But you telling everybody that you live that that's where you live. That's not your residence. You're still homeless. At any point, any argument, you should keep it the fuck out. Yes. Establish yourself, black man. Establish yourself. With nobody to kick you the fuck out. Well, you can come and go as you please. That's our biggest issue. I agree. I agree. My dad, my good dad was a stand-up guy. My parents are still married. And <laughs> my mother was a little bit, well, you know what? My mother was one of those women that you would call a virtuous woman. Like, really, I could just say, like, my dad was her first love, only love, never looked at another man, always cooked, clean, you know, listened to his problems, encouraged him, give him wisdom, all of that shit. And that's how I was raised. And my dad, like, being a stand-up guy, he taught me to be independent. He made, matter of fact, I remember I was 16 and he made me make two promises. He's like, don't have sex before you're married. <laughs> I'm just going laugh for a second. And don't become a stripper. Well, one out of the two <laughs> became, I kept my promise one out of two, not bad, but it is what it is. But it's like crazy. Because that foundation of how my parents raised me, how my grandmother was, my other grandmother was, like all, like, if you meet my family, like all the women are like that. We're nurturing, we, we're kind, we're loyal, we cook good. Um, you know, we're natural mothers. Like, these are things, this is how I was raised, how I was. And when I came here, <laughs> that's so crazy because everything is so topsy-turvy. You know what I mean? And I felt like you, I've always felt like I was alone. Like, I, I have like I have 3,000 numbers in my phone. 
and I know so much people and so much people know me. I can count on less than 10 fingers of how many true friends I have. As a matter of fact, I said the other day, I was like, I, I've experienced a lot of girlfriends trying to woo me, not for sexual reasons, but just like taking me out to dinner and corn and then spending shit, money on me and shit. And they, they were always the ones that just flew away. But I got girlfriends that I've been since we was like three, four years old or from college that I hardly talk to. Like my friend in Gia in Alabama, I hardly talk to her. I haven't even seen her since my Nia was born. That's how long I haven't seen her. But that is my girl. That's my sister. And I got many females like that that I hardly see. But you'll never see me rolling with a big click. You understand what I'm saying? And when I know that for me, it kind of felt for long, it made me feel unbalanced because I felt like I didn't connect to anybody. But then I realized that was a blessing. And that that was because not everybody was made to be a general. Not everybody's made to be a leader. So leaders tend to run alone. They don't have a big clique. They don't have a lot of yes people. I don't need yes people. It was the people that said, what the hell are you doing? You're doing it all wrong. That changed the whole game for me. I've had that. I could tell you. Those were the pinnacles. That was the change. That was the moments I decided to go a different route. And the reason why I've accomplished certain things. It wasn't even people that I had to kiss ass. I got people wondering why I don't call them and why I ain't kissing their ass. Oh, but I thought I was a shit. Like, why you ain't calling me? Why you ain't begging me? Because I don't see a purpose for you in my life right now. Don't take it personal. Personal. It's not a... Right. It's about purpose for me because I don't live trying to chase money. I chase purpose. It's a different. I don't leave... Like, I want the freedom that money gives, but I found the freedom without the money. You know what I mean? So... Anyways, but this is fun. <laughs> extremely, extremely. Yes, I got. <laughs> I'm a sad. Um. Anyways, let me close out. This was a great conversation with Legacy Flaws, and um, you might agree, you might disagree, but it's real, and I, I. <laughs> With some minor edits, it's going to be pure of what transpired to date. So um, I hope you guys receive it and welcome it and definitely share it. So peace out. Love y'all.